just join together in the call to worship. Creator God, we praise you. Risen Christ, we greet you. Holy Spirit, we are one body by your grace. You alone are holy and we worship you. Light of the world, you shine upon us and we thank you. Light of Christ, you lead us and we gladly follow. Alleluia, shine upon us in our worship that we may bear your light into the world. Alleluia.
please be seated. The one who is without sin received the baptism of repentance so that we who have sinned may be covered by his righteousness. The Spirit enables us to tell the truth of our brokenness, assured already of the grace we know in Jesus Christ. Let us confess our sin together. God of love, we confess we do not always follow your star of love. We turn aside, we grow weary of the journey. We confess we sometimes cooperate with Herod. We sometimes fail to give our gifts. Forgive us, renew your spirit in us. Be our star and guide us. The heavens part, the waters swirl and the dove descends, reminding us that we too are God's beloved children, friends, believe the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Good morning, everyone. And welcome to worship at Fourth Presbyterian Church on this first Sunday in Epiphany. Extending Christ's peace, we invite you, those of you who are seated in our sanctuary this morning, to turn and greet your neighbors in sharing the peace of Christ with them in whatever manner of greeting feels most comfortable and respectful. So beloved, may the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. And God's people said, Amen. Once again, a good and hearty welcome. And our welcome extends both to those worshiping here with us in the sanctuary and to those who are worshiping with us online from locations across the city of Chicago, including the Admiral and the Clare, and around the country from Bath, Ohio, to Washington, D.C., Naples, Florida, and points in between and beyond. A reminder that we will be celebrating communion today, so we encourage those who are worshiping with us online to have bread and juice, the fruits of grape and grain of your choice on hand, so that we can all share in the Lord's Supper together wherever we are. We are thrilled and delighted to have our organist and director of music this morning, John Shearer, to serve as our preacher for the morning. Next Sunday, Pastor Lucy Forster-Smith will be preaching her final 
Sunday in worship as senior associate pastor here at Fourth. Following worship next week, we will have a special reception in her honor as we thank her for her wonderful ministry among us and wish her well in her retirement. Session has also called a congregational meeting for next Sunday, January 14th, immediately following the 11 o'clock service to take the action to formally dissolve the pastoral relationship between Lucy and Fourth Church. All are invited to take part in the life of this congregation. And you can find our invitation to you in a myriad forms in the second half of your bulletins, pages 8 through 11. And in this new year, you're perhaps looking for some new and different opportunities to explore and to make new connections. And so I encourage you to consider the variety of opportunities described there to do just that. You'll be welcomed with open arms. A particular area of focus for our congregation at this time is our important long-range planning work. Your input into this process continues to be essential. And to facilitate that, the Long Range Planning Task Force is hosting listening sessions later this month, actually within the next week and weeks to come, to share the proposed strategic direction and receive your feedback. You can find details in your bulletin, of course, for opportunities to RSVP for opportunities both in person and online to join in those feedback sessions. And we encourage you to participate and attend. Friends, may we continue with heart and mind and soul to worship God together. Let us pray. You have declared that your kingdom is among us, O God. Now open our eyes to see it, our ears to hear it, our hearts to hold it, our hands to serve it. In Jesus' name, amen. Our first scripture lesson this morning is from Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 through 6. Listen now for God's word to us. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will appear over you. Nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from far away, and your daughters shall be carried in their nurses' arms. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and rejoice because the abundance of the sea shall be brought to you. 
The wealth of the nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you, the young camels of Midian and Ephah. All those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall proclaim the praise of the Lord. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. from the Gospel according to Matthew. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah for from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent to them in Bethlehem saying, go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word so I may also pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our Lord shall stand forever. I am honored to preach this morning, and I am so thankful to Lucy Forster Smith for this invitation. I would be glad to return the honor and have Lucy play the organ any Sunday. 
but alas, she is retiring next week. Arise, shine, shouts the prophet Isaiah in our first reading this morning. Arise, shine, for your light has come. For a lucky few, they can arise and shine in an instant, like the blink of an eye. Maestro, the movie about Leonard Bernstein, portrays the day his career was launched like a rocket. It was Sunday, November 14, 1943, and Bernstein got a call in the morning telling him that the famous conductor Bruno Walter had the flu and was unable to conduct the New York Philharmonic that afternoon at Carnegie Hall. Bernstein had only a few hours to prepare for the concert, but arise and shine he did, and his career was launched that day. In a speech at my graduation from Juilliard, the actor Patrick Stewart, better known to many as Captain Jean-Luc Picard, shared a story about a friend of his who was in a Shakespearean play. His friend knew that a critic would be in the audience on a certain night and that with one positive review, his career would take off. So the actor practiced his best line over and over to make the most impact possible. God's will, my liege, would you and I alone without more help could fight this royal battle. God's will, my liege, would you and I alone without more help could fight this royal battle. In the play, he was supposed to run on stage and deliver this line. But when the big moment arrived, the actor ran on stage and his mind went totally blank. After a painfully long pause, all he could say was, they're coming. <laughs> the critic loved the spontaneity and modern interpretation and gave the actor a great review that launched his career. Arise and shine, he did. In about 580 BC, when the prophet Isaiah wrote the words, Arise, shine, for your light has come. It was to the Jewish people that had been in exile for a couple generations and had just returned to a ransacked and demolished Jerusalem. For them, the words, Arise, shine, for your light has come, must have seemed like the height of sarcasm. Their beloved city was gone, and they were experiencing utter despair and loss. For them, the idea of arising and shining would have been a very distant goal, not one lucky moment. For some people, arise and shine can mean the work of a lifetime. When I was invited to preach on this day, I was thrilled knowing that it would be Epiphany Sunday a day that has always had deep meaning for me. I've served you for 28 years as organist and director of music, but rarely had a chance to say much about my own epiphany. I was almost 12 years old, growing up in my hometown of Xenia, Ohio, a town of about 15,000 and a quaint 19th century downtown. The day was April 3rd, 1974, and I was watching television in our living room after school. The phone rang at about 
and it was my dad calling from work to say he could see a huge tornado on the ground and approaching our house. My mother, sister, and I ran into the basement and began saying the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, but all we could hear was the sound of the tornado passing over our house like a freight train in a tunnel. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And just as we finished the prayer, the tornado was gone. We came upstairs into a world transformed, a world which looked much like what those Jewish exiles would have seen. Xenia was demolished. The tornado ripped a path five miles long and one mile wide through the heart of town. Nothing was left in the path of this massive tornado. Our house was still standing, but houses just a short block away were gone. We came up from the basement and realized that we had no windows left in our house. The walls were embedded with nails and boards. Debris was thrown around our home by the 300 mile an hour winds of the tornado. The shingles on our roof were gone and one side of the house was badly damaged. Huge century old trees were pulled out of the ground, revealing their twisted roots and leaving deep pits in their place. And most frightening of all were the electric wires yanked down from their poles and now dancing in the streets like giant snakes. It was a scene of indescribable destruction. The world I knew was wiped away in an instant. The piano I had been playing since I was seven was still sitting in the corner of our living room, and I sat down and played the minuet in G minor by Bach. I was not aware at the time of what I was doing. But looking back on it, I will always remember that as the moment I was called to be a musician. Arise, shine. In that moment, I was using music to bring beauty into a world transformed by despair and destruction. Music to bring healing and comfort into a world so desperately in need. I could make music to bring unity and order into a world longing for both. My epiphany, my arise and shine moment has lasted ever since that day in April 1974. And I feel so blessed to be part of this church and to fully live out that calling to be a musician. Being at this church also allows me to see how so many others rise and shine every day, making this a better world. We say in our mission statement that we are a light in the city, and so we are. Day in and day out, I see the impact that the people of this church make in the world and in the lives of individual people. Edmund Kimbell, joined the morning choir in 1996. 
And he was an extraordinary person, absolutely brilliant and a gifted musician. He was also the second person in history to receive a kidney transplant. But soon after starting to sing with our choir, his one kidney began failing. Even though he was a new member of the choir, almost everyone in the choir joined together to form care teams that would go to his apartment in Lincoln Park to provide help and comfort. We made meals, did laundry, changed dialysis bags, whatever it took to keep Edmund going. And many times when he was no longer able to walk into the choir loft, some members carried him up the stairs so he could sing with us to the very end. Edmund brought the choir together into a caring community that has never wavered. The people in this choir care deeply about each other. They care about the music they create and about each of you receiving the music. They arise and shine every week, just as they did for dear Edmund. The Social Service Center at Fourth Church strives to be an open door where anyone who needs support can come, feel free of judgment, and have the support they need. They provide practical resources such as food, clothing, support groups, and case management for hundreds each week. Every week, I see volunteers and deacons at Fourth Church making a difference and helping others arise and shine. Sometimes guests are shining quite literally because they were able to take a shower for the first time in a week. Volunteers at Fourth make sandwiches every day of the week. They sort clothes, help immigrants arriving unannounced at our door. Volunteers tutor hundreds of school children and provide countless blessings that go unnoticed by most of us here on a Sunday morning. In doing this, they not only help others arise and shine, but they are also the ones arising and shining. Arise, shine, for your light has come. Just before Christmas, the Social Service Center offered a short event called Miracle on Chestnut Street, in which Michelle shared her story. Michelle had been knocked down by life, but shared with us that the people at Fourth Church gave her life back to her. She didn't think she would be able to turn her life around and had to set her ego aside to receive the help she needed. She had to admit she had a problem and needed help. Thanks be to God that Michelle got that help to arise and shine here at Fourth Church. We all arise and shine every time we stand to sing. I thank God that this is a congregation that loves to sing together every week. When we stand to sing, we are united in one message, sung out with our whole being. But it's even more than that because as we sing, we are breathing in together at the end of each phrase. And before long, our united breathing even becomes united heartbeats. Our hearts begin beating together as we sing our hymns each week. So sing those hymns loudly and boldly. It doesn't matter if your singing is pretty or even in tune. 
All that matters is that we are singing together, united in thought, breath, and pulse, each of us rising and shining. What do all of these examples of rising and shining have in common? They can happen anywhere, to anyone, at any time, but it takes action to rise and shine. Isaiah did not write, arise and reflect. <laughs> or even, arise and form a committee. <laughs> he wrote, arise, shine, for your light has come. Whether you are Leonard Bernstein, a Shakespearean actor, a boy in Xenia, Ohio, a choir member, a visitor to our social service center, or a church volunteer, every ordinary person has one thing in common, determination and action to rise and shine. Poet and pastor Laura Martin so beautifully brings this message together in her poem about Isaiah's reading. Notice that the prophet does not say, arise, shine, for their light has come, but arise, shine, for your light has come. Let the words find you and seed in you thousands of years later. Remember how they have been whispered, written, translated, sent to you through wars and grief, through babies born and stars flaring out in the sky. Arise, shine, for your light has come. It has come right now with the laundry and the things that you meant to do. It has come right now with your aching back, with the follow-up appointment you need to schedule, with the night you did not sleep well. It has come to tell you that your light finds you right here. It does not compare you to anyone else. It has come to tell you to notice the particular shape your life makes with people you love, with the way only you can live it. Do you hear the music playing? Your light tells you to stop telling someone else's story, to simply get up where you are in the midst of all this and shine like you already are. In Matthew's gospel, we hear that the three wise men entered the house and saw the child with Mary, his mother. But for them to enter the house, Mary had to get up from where she was and act in that moment to open the door for them. Arise and shine. Joanne Post writes in the Christian Century that Mary greets her guest as though she has been expecting them, flinging the door open to them and ultimately to the whole world because they will carry the news of the newborn child to their own people in their own language, in their own way, expanding the love of God to places of which Mary could not even dream of. We are all invited to arise and shine this moment in every moment. Open your heart's door and expand the love of God by welcoming the stranger, feeding the poor, 
clothing the naked, helping all in need. Arise, shine for the person in need of beauty. Arise, shine for the person who is anxious and afraid. Arise, shine for the person that feels oppressed every day. Arise, shine for the homeless person in our midst. Arise, shine for the immigrant at our door. Arise, shine to bring peace to all nations. Arise, shine to bring the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. Arise, your light is come. The mountains burst in song. Rise up like eagles on the wing. God's power will make us strong. Amen. Let us remain standing and affirm what we believe using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he arose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
The white roses on the chancel communicate that there have been changes in our church family. We learned of the death of Joan Sessions, who entered the church triumphant on December 18, 2023, and also of the death of Sandra K. Sandy Holbin, who entered the church triumphant on December 22, 2023. The memorial service for Sandy will be held on Friday, April 12th at 2 p.m. here in the sanctuary. In life and in death, we belong to God through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. In this new year, with so much promise, we stand ready to bring our full selves into the light of God. And part of that self-engagement is offering our time, our talent, and our treasure to God. There are so many things that draw our minds and hearts and also our resources at this time in history. But I dare say that the most pressing and awakening response to the voices that call to us is the call of God to return a portion of our livelihood to God. This congregation and our partner mission program, Chicago Lights, brings hope and generosity to one another and to the communities we serve. And through offering our very lives and livelihood, we share the good news of Jesus, who came to show us the radical way of serving and tending to the needs. You may give in the offering plate, through our website or by submitting a check to the church. Please give generously and with a glad heart. Our morning offering will now be received.
This is the joyful feast of the people of God. People will come from east and west and north and south to sit at God's table. According to Luke, when our risen Lord was at table with his disciples, he took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to them. And their eyes were open and they recognized him. All who trust in Jesus Christ are ready, ready and welcome to share this feast. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is right and our greatest joy, God of every age and God of this moment. For you live beyond time and you dwell beyond space. And yet you breathe time to life and you bless every space. And you, O promising God, have fashioned every moment with wonder and filled every human heart with meaning. For the witness of your creation declares your glory and the fruit of labor, the joy of human love, bears witness to your grace. And so with joy, we join the angel chorus forever singing to the glory of your name. to be. You are our example, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, and you are the glimpse of that life that is to come, when all that has gone wrong will be made right, and all that is bruised will be comforted, and all that is sinful will be turned around and made right. Great is the mystery of our faith. but it is here where we learn that for which we hunger, for justice to roll down like waters, for swords to be beaten into plowshares, for 
the day to come when we will stop filling the children of the world with so much injury and destruction, for the day when all of your children will be treated as your children. So as we taste this bread and cup, may we be granted a taste of that day to come. Hear us now as we pray with heart and voice the prayer Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. On the night of his arrest, when he and his disciples had gathered in the upper room, our Lord and Savior took bread, and he broke it, saying, Take, eat. This is my body, broken for you. Eat this bread in remembrance of me. And after supper, he took the cup. And after he had given thanks for the cup, he poured it before them, saying, this cup is the new covenant sealed in my blood, shed for you, for the forgiveness of sins. Every time you eat the bread and drink the cup, you show forth the death of Jesus Christ until he comes again in glory. In a moment, you all are invited to partake of this holy meal, and you are invited to either come forward and receive from those of us serving in the front or there is a station in the back, so you can come either way. And if you would prefer to receive at your pew, there will be servers that will be ready to serve you there. Simply indicate by raising your hand that you would like to do that. Friends, these are the gifts of God for the people of God, and I, ministering in Christ's name, invite you to this feast of life. People of God, come, for all is now ready.
Let us join together in reciting Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let us rise in body or spirit to say together the prayer after communion. Good and gracious God, you have fed us at your table with the bread of life and cup of salvation. In taking Christ's body and blood, we are made one with him, filled with love and joy and hope. For this, we are ever grateful. In being nourished by your good gifts, may we be bold to serve you by acts of care for our kin and this your world, O God. Through Christ we pray, amen.
shine to love your neighbor as yourself and to love and serve your God with all your heart. And may God bless you and keep you. May God make his light shine upon you and give you peace this day and always. Amen.